0: All right. I want to say fear is something that we should not live with. Amen. Faith puts fear on the run. You either have faith in what God says or you have fear. And you know, 2 Timothy 1, 7, so far, we not been given a spirit of fear, but a power and a love and a sound mind. He does not want us to live with fear or in fear. Now, I believe King David knew quite a bit about the cure for fear. You know, he faced a lot of things if you read the the life of King David. But I want us to go to Psalms 27. Psalms 27. Psalms 27, you can find it on your... Your uh, device are in the Bible, whichever one you got. I'm going to read this from the New King James. Okay, let me see. Looks like everybody's got it. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked come against me to eat my flesh, my foes, my enemies and my foes, they, they stumble and fail. Though an army may encompass against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I, will see, that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. And now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. I want you to notice here that in these verses David is talking about the fact that the Lord is his strength. Or you could say his stronghold. And we see that he says, even though I am under attack, I will not fear. He says, what does he have to be afraid of with God? You know, we all will have trials and circumstances and situations. But we don't have to get in fear. He says here, when talks about... When uh, uh, war, uh, his enemies come against him. Though war may rise against me. Well, we sort of have a war going on against this, this virus right now. But we don't have to be afraid. Too many people are getting afraid. There's a, a difference between doing what is natural in the natural to take care of yourself and being afraid. You know, I I think we need to do everything that we can in the natural and then believe God. It comes back to my saying that I say all the time, and most of you know it, the natural and the supernatural working together. It's not all natural, it's not all supernatural. Now here we see that he's talking about that God is, is his protector. Now, uh, you know, if you ever been on a farm and I went when I was five and six, my grandpa had a farm, then he left the farm, became a guard at the Burlington Cotton Mill in Sherman, Texas, Uh, but he had uh, uh, some chickens there and even when I started school down in Van, Texas, some of the people in the church, we had, they, they'd give us some chickens. And so we had a chicken pen out behind the house there. And if some kind of danger came, that old mother hen would start clucking, hold her wings up like this. Those chicks would run under, and then she would just sit down on them. And, and you see, this is where we are. We come, to the, we come under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, he begins then to recall the past. And as he recalls the past and realized that God delivered him, he had a victory over Goliath. He escaped King Saul many, many times. He survived the rebellion of his own son that tried to overthrow him and take the kingdom away from him. As he remembers these things, he says with confidence, my trust is in God. Take a moment. Think about how God has delivered you from something. David faced danger, but it was his trust in God that gave him the courage to go on and not fear. Now, he didn't act like it didn't exist. It existed. He knew and was well aware of the danger. You know, when he went out to face Goliath, that nine-foot-tall giant, and he was probably, according to all chronological reports that we can come up with, He was probably about 5'7", maybe 5'10", and he was a 17-year-old kid with a slingshot. And here this giant was. He was so big that he had somebody else carrying his shield for him. And yet, David had no fear because he trusted God. I want you to notice that when he he went out, that the enemy was telling him what he was going to do to him. And David just listened. And then when he got through, David began to talk about, he said, this day, my God will help me and I'm going to take your head off of you. And then he ran toward the problem. His trust was in God. There is no fear when you have your trust in God. You know, we can't deny the fact that this situation that we're in today, we can't deny the fact, it's facts. You know, some people think if they're in faith, they have to deny the facts. No, you don't deny the facts, they're there. But you trust God anyway. The three Hebrew children didn't deny the fact that the furnace was there and they they might get thrown in. And they said, but we believe our God will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. Now, somebody said, well, that's double statement. No, one of them is their statement of faith. The other one is their statement of commitment to God. There's a lot of people that will say a lot of things about God and believe in God. But when push comes to shove, (laughs) they don't have any commitment. You know, you know, there's a lot of people that will say, hey, I'm with you, man. I got your back. Come on now. When the trouble comes, you look for them and they're gone. They're long gone. But David realizes, hey, God will always be there. He can put his trust in God. It's only putting our trust in God and the word of God that we'll be able to have the confidence to dwell in the middle of all kinds of pressure situations. You know, David said he wanted to dwell where God was. He said there, I want to dwell in, where, in the temple. But. You see, that's where God dwelt dwelt back then. He was in the Holy of Holies inside of the Ark of the Covenant. But today, he abides with us that have been born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And... John says it this way in John 15, seven, If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You'll ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. There is no fear when you're in Christ and he is in you. Yes. You know, you can be in the air. I'm not going to live very long. <laughs> Because I wasn't taking any air into me. Did you see that? See what was happening? Y'all didn't realize what I was doing, but see, I was just, I, I'm in the air, but when I close my airways, I'm in the air, but that air is not doing me any good because I am not using my respiratory system to pull that air into my lungs. Come on now. You see, there's a lot of people that talk about God and talk about the Word of God, but when it comes to actually, they know about God, but when it comes to actually having God in them, they're a long way off. See, he goes on to say, he will place me on a rock. Now that's indication he will place him on a on, on, in a place of safety, and his enemies can't get to him. As we read this here, go back he, he said he said, Uh well, let me find it. Here now, here it is. I got the wrong page. For in a time of trouble he shall hide me He's been in the secret place, there. he shall hide me. He will set me up on a rock and my head shall be lifted up above my enemies. He's saying here that his trust is in God, and as long as his trust is in God, God will protect him. He will set him up here where you can't get to you. Fear will put faith, uh, faith will put fear on the run every time. Fear and faith cannot operate together. You know, my wife and Julie at the house, there's a mouse. They're jumping up on the chair. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And it's just a little old bitty Mouse. You know now I tell you what when I spent twenty two months in Taipei, Taiwan, and you see those sewer rats that they have over there, yeah, you'll get a I mean, those things are bigger than a cat. They're that big around and that long. They're they're mean. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with them at all. <coughs> One old boy, I, I lived in a hostel, but he lived in a barracks. And he woke up one night, and one was sitting right on his right up, there. <laughs> scared the fire out of him. <laughs> I think he got his forty-five and shot it right there in the barracks. But, uh... and <clears> may <throat> I sucked down the wrong pipe there. Uh, you know, we can be fearful. And it will cause us to do things that not necessary. It wasn't necessary to get up on a chair when there's a little bitty mouse. It was for me. <laughs> I'm sure that some of you guys, your wives might be the same way. <laughs> you no. no, I'm fine. Mm. yeah she's yelling the other day now come quick honey come quick come quick hurry I run in there there's a spider over there (laughs) so I get a Kleenex she says oh get something I said it won't hurt me And you know reach down grab it squeeze it up and throw it flush it down the commode I mean it's just a stupid spider not going to hurt nobody (laughs) No, can't let him get away. That's right. You see, (laughs) my point is that sometimes we become fearful and it's not necessary. Now, we recognize the fact that we do have this coronavirus. it, It is a fact, but we don't have to be afraid. We do what we need to do in the natural, but then we believe God, what the Word of God says. Yes. I want to close this out with Psalms 91. Psalms, Psalms 91 says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High, see the old hen with their wings out, will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue me from every trap, protect, me, protect you from every deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. His faithful promises are your armor and your protection. Now, I know I spent three years in Uncle Sam's Army. I know Glenn was in the Marines. I don't know anybody else. Bill, I think, was in the Army. And uh, Greg Greg Finley, was he retired from the, and so did Chris. Uh, they retired from uh, the Marines. Now, as you're getting ready to go, I never did have to go in actual battle, but we did we did simulator battles. And you had certain armament that was necessary if you're going to, to survive. That's why the Word of God talks to you about putting on the helmet of salvation and so forth and so on. That's armament. I want you to notice... It talks about the, arm, uh, there, the armor, but then there is only one weapon. Um, one of the armaments is shield of faith, but you have the armament of the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? It's not something I pull out of a sheath. And The, the sword of the spirit is the word of God coming out of my mouth by my tongue. You see here, he said his faithful promises are our armor and our protection. Don't be afraid of the terror of night nor the arrow that flies in the day. Don't dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand shall fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, evil will not touch you. See, we got to learn to believe what the word of God says. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the most high your shelter, no evil will conquer you. And this is what I like. No plague will come near your home. No plague will come near your home. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. That means anything that comes against you that's figuratively speaking. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with long life and give them my salvation. Now, this is, is a psalm that our family uses all, every time, all the, every time, all time. When the kids were young, we read the 91st Psalm to them. <laughs> Denise said something to one of her girlfriends one time when she was, I don't know, she was probably in the sixth grade maybe. And she just said, well, we, we claim the 91st Psalm. And the girl said, her friend said, what's the 91st Psalm? And she said, what? You don't know the 91st Psalm? <laughs> <laughs> but it is a fantastic Psalm. Yes, it is. If you will read it and understand it, you cannot get in fear if you really trust God after you read this, this scripture. Right. And this is just one of many that you can read. So tonight, I want you to understand that things happen. They are real, they're a fact. But armed with the greater facts of God's Word, we move forward in faith, knowing that God is our deliverer, God is our protector. He said here he would allow no plague to come nigh us. I believe that. When I get in the car to drive, over here I say it. When I get in the car to drive anywhere on the road, I say, I claim the 91st Psalm. No harm shall overtake thee. You see, you have to get to the point that you know what the word says. When stuff comes against you, you gotta, you've got to begin to speak the word with your mouth. You've got to speak, you know, when trouble comes, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Come on now. You've got to you go read what the word says. I've not been given a spirit of fear. I will not fear. What do I have to be afraid of when God is on my side? Come on now. God's word is your protector. These promises are your armor. And as long as you will trust God in true faith, you cannot have fear. Light, you either have light or you have darkness. You either have faith or you have fear. They don't work together. Right back there tonight, you saw they had oil and vinegar. You can shake them up, but it ain't very long. They separate. That's what happens to people. They try to have faith and then fear comes and they're there together, but it's not long Till one drives the other out. It's not going to be faith that gets driven out of me. It's going to be fear. What have I to fear? What have I to 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 dread? He sang the song. He didn't even know what I was going to preach, and he sang that song. See, what have I to fear? What have I to Leaning on the everlasting arms. Come on now. Heavenly Father, I've spoken to these people for a few minutes tonight to stir up their pure hearts so that they might know that you are their protector. You're their helper. You're the one that will see them through every situation of life. If they'll trust you, you will protect them. No plague will come near them. I thank you for each and every one. Father, I thank you that as they go now in their daily lives, I thank you you'll go with them, protect them, keep them, guide them. In Jesus' name, amen.